You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tiny. Sitting across from me is my buddy John Long. Howdy. Together, we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, the unacknowledged the unofficial, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptists across the nation. And we thank you for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate you pressing play again on another episode. Um, you guys are great for doing so. Um, how was your week this week, Tiny? It was weird. Okay. Yeah. A weird week? week. I was pretty good. I thought I would bring up just quickly at the onset of the show. I didn't tell you this before we started recording. So last week when I... Got home. Well, after the podcast, I went to the office, had a little mm-hmm. bit to do. Deidre called me. It's about 1130. It's like, hey, where you at? I'm like, I'm at the office wrapping some stuff up. Got to take some stuff down the hall, put it on somebody's desk. I'm coming home. She's like, well, you've been gone a long time. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'll be home when I get home, you know? <laughs> so I get home, and for the first time ever, she was like, I don't know. You spent a lot of time on this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We can't have two wives against each other. We can only have one. But then I was like, well, yeah, I was gone for three and a half hours. And uh, uh, probably 30, 45 minutes of that was at the office. I, I didn't have to go by the office, but we didn't have anything planned today. And she's like, well, you know, now that I'm working Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sundays are our only day together with nothing to do. And Sunday, we got to go to church. So it's not like we really don't have a whole lot to do. Like, and I was like, well, that's cool. Um, you know, I'll talk with Tiny, see if he can record at night sometimes, like Friday night or whatever, yeah. which I asked you about. Right. But that was because Thomas had a birthday party Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, really, they spent the night Friday night into Saturday. And uh, and I was like, but, you know, Tiny and Tara have date. They, they do date nights. And so I don't know when that is and all that. <laughs> and she was like, well, this is like our date day. <laughs> oh, no. And so I was like, okay. Hey. You know, point taken. No more, no more Saturday mornings. Well, no, does that doesn't necessarily okay. mean that. What it turned out to be, in my opinion, is she wanted to clean the house and she wanted some help. So oh. that's what we did all day Saturday. And so I'm like sweeping the floor and I'm looking up at her like dusting the tables. I'm like, hey, babe, date day is a number one. Okay, I love it. You know? This is so romantic. <laughs> yeah, scrubbing I'm, these toilets. We're spending a lot of time together. I love date day. But then it came out because you know I casually I've already thought I was thinking about the whole thing. So casually I'm like, uh, what time, Joe? Did everybody get up and get going today? She's like, oh, about nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I left the house like at eight, you know, mm-hmm. so that's an hour of time right <laughs> yeah, there. I yeah. get back, you know, to my good. 
And then after we finally get everything cleaned up, she decides she wants to watch some TV. We sit down and she falls asleep. She sleeps for another hour. All right. <laughs> so I was gone for three and a half hours. I got two hours back. So I really only was an hour and a half away from her when yeah. she was consciously awake. Uh-huh. So I pointed that out to her, which she didn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, she didn't. She no, didn't appreciate she, you pointing that out. Didn't appreciate me Shocking. running the clock on her. <laughs> so then uh, I, we were getting in bed Saturday night. We had everybody, you know, better down. We're getting to bed. And I'm like, hey, babe, date day. You know, <laughs> you know what it means when it's date day. You know, <laughs> I know what it means. It means get that dust that dustpan. That's that uh, she's like. Hi, I'm so tired after doing all this work. I'm just gonna go on and go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, well, this has been the greatest date day ever. <laughs> And then this week, Saturday, Thomas and his buddies spent the night. So they kept us up most of the night. Right. So we didn't do a whole lot Saturday. I had, Libby and I went and bought some new work shoes because I ruined mine, Mm -hmm. which is a wholly another story that I won't even get into. I ruined a pair of dress shoes. And we get home and she's like, well, let's watch some TV or something. I'm like, okay. So she finds, I don't even remember what we were watching. Oh, Arrested Development on Netflix. I'm like, hey, it's date day, babe. You're just <laughs> throwing it out there. You know, it's date day. Date day. Uh, but she didn't feel too good, so she she it was not the date day I hoped it would be. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, anyways. I just think you could have been talking about weird news. <laughs> <laughs> and I just tell you, Deidre has always let me do whatever I want to do, yeah. you know, but we have both what we call exclusive foot-down privileges, and if one day she's like, you can't do the podcast anymore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, Tiny, I can't do the podcast anymore. Oh, no. But I don't foresee that happening. I just think she was in a bad mood because she had started cleaning up the house, and I was nowhere to be found. Right. And she had a whole, in her mind, day already laid out. We're going to clean up the house, going to watch TV, cook some supper, and I was not involved with the first part of that. So, right. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we don't need two women against us. No, no, yeah. no. Well, that is uh, that's terrifying. It's a little alarming, isn't <laughs> it? it? Is. So this could be one of the we could be coming to the end of the Earth Oddity Road. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not for yeah. your sake. Yeah, for everybody's sake. Exactly. You know, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't need the podcast, <laughs> but I like doing it. I love doing it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, if I have to wake up at 1 a.m. to record over the internet, I'll do it. I don't I don't want to record. If we have to go to like full-time recording over the internet, I will quit. I'll just go <laughs> throw it out there. All okay. right. That, I, don't, I don't enjoy doing it over the internet. <laughs> I'll quit. Just get, well, I, I was about to say, I, I would much rather record in person. It sounds better. It does. It, well, like... You know, we know what each other's going to yeah. talk. We can mm-hmm. see each other's expressions. It's just better, in it's, my opinion. It's a uh, world's better. Yeah, it feels very yeah. choppy when we do it over the internet, when I listen to it, because we don't know when the other person's going to talk. Yeah, and there's a lot of language that's not verbal. Right, exactly. Just, you know, social cues. Yeah. That and we're we, picking up on. Yeah, we have a whole secret language you guys don't even <laughs> know about, sign language-wise, probably. Right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So anyways, let's talk about weird news. There is. Odd uh, news, well, first, some would say. Let me mention this. One thing that wasn't weird was five guys winning the French fry poll in the Facebook group <laughs> last week. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I have taken down everybody's name who voted <laughs> for five guys. Yeah. Really surprised Derek Reeves would go against me, you know, because we have an established relationship beyond the podcast. But everybody else is on the naughty list. <laughs> I just want y'all to know. And y'all did it to spite me. I get it. And Dapper, the Dapper Dan. <laughs> well, it was really one of the 
world's foremost authorities on French fries. Sounds like one it. of the smartest people <laughs> he, that we know. He called me in because you know, Tiny, you know, I love arguing on the internet. It's like one of my hobbies. <laughs> yes. And he caught me when I had some time one day, and we had a pretty good little argument. But I will just say this: the popular vote isn't always the right vote. Okay. Hillary Clinton won the popular <laughs> vote, okay? Right. So you basically are a Hillary Clinton fan, and that's fine. I would like to thank our audience for coming out in support. Look. <laughs> not that it surprises me. And no, it's, first of all, five guys shouldn't even been on the list. They're not fast food. Well, okay, th- what you're seeing right here, people, this is tr- this is strategy no, number one. No, I'm this not. Is where... The poll was made under false pretenses. <laughs> okay, well, that's strategy number two, because strategy one is, we change the rules and say five guys doesn't count because it's not fast food. It's not fast food. Strategy number two I, is I you clearly demonstrated the- that in that whole <laughs> argument. It's not fast food. Strategy number two is you attack the data and no. say that it's not reliable. Well, it's no. I, I think everybody <laughs> voted for what they voted for. Now I will say I could have manipulated this vote pretty well. All I needed to do was get on my personal Facebook page and say, "Hey guys, everybody come and vote for McDonald's fries," and it would have happened. And you didn't do it for and some I didn't. reason. You know, I didn't because I'm an honest person. <laughs> I was going to let people, I wanted the five guys crowd to out themselves, you know? So now I know who the enemies are, right? Well, uh, let me just say this, that uh, I'm not going to rub this in John's face too much. No need to, because I'm still right. I'm 100% right. This week, I've got bigger French to fry, okay? (laughs) I like it. You planned that out, but I like it. I did. I've been sitting on that That all week. That was a really good one. Yeah. No, no, I'm... All right, I know you got bigger French to fry, but I just want one last word. I will die thinking that McDonald's fries are better. Right. No polls will change that. No amount of arguments will change that. I am confident, and the numbers back mm-hmm. me up. McDonald's has sold trillions of fries. Five guys isn't even big enough to have a drive-thru. So I just leave it at that. Okay. All right? I'll let you have this one because I want to talk about some weird news. What you got this week? Um, I got I got a McDonald's story. I got a McDonald's related story. Okay. Right? In honor of McDonald's having the best French fries, no matter what twenty people out of seven hundred and something <laughs> in our group say. We're acting like this is some sort of overwhelming victory. I think you're uh, just shows voter turnout was a little low. bit because it was twenty twenty people voted just for five guys. Right. So there were yeah. more people than that that sure participated. Somebody voted for Arby's. I don't remember who it was, but I was like, I am I'm disgusted by you. You know, you're the lowest of the low. Right, so I got a McDonald's story. Okay. I got a uh, a sheriff in Kalamazoo County who's a little upset because people were calling him fat online. <laughs> and has uh, he never been online before? Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe his first I mean, that's day. That's pretty tame. <laughs> and I got a kid that got sent to juvenile detention center. All right. Well I've got a fake hitman website that was used by a lady who was after her husband. Okay. We've got a man who tried to fake his death. But I wanted to start with a UFO story. Okay. We got a UFO story this time. All right. Now uh, the headline here is no longer in shadows. Pentagon's UFO unit makes some findings public. This UFO story, would you like to take a guess at what news outlet this might be? This is probably like uh, um, we're not alone.com. I was thinking or, Inside Edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the New York Times, John. Okay. The All New right. York Times. The old gray lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's almost like they came out last week and said, hey, uh, you know, aliens might be real. 
And, and nobody's talking about no, it. The, the debate was raging on what the best French fry was. <laughs> yeah. We took away from it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we're part of the problem, Tiny. Well, anyway, it says here that uh, despite Pentagon statements that it disbanded a once covert program to uh, investigate unidentified flying objects, the effort remains underway. Renamed and tucked inside the Office of Naval Intelligence, where officials continue to study mystifying encounters between military pilots and unidentified aerial vehicles. Sure. This came out in December of 2017. Yeah, I think we originally talked about yes. it on this podcast. Yeah, well, It's been a running story. We yeah. talked about it back then, and then we it, we it came out briefly because of the Pentagon. Right. They came out and said, okay, those three videos that were leaked, they're real. Mm-hmm. And this is just another one where they go a little bit further because they say that, uh, so the, the article goes on to talk about ATIP, which was the program. That's right. Mr. Elizondo says that uh, this program no longer has to hide in the shadows. Mr. Elizondo is among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who, without presenting physical proof, they say they are convinced that objects of undetermined origin have crashed on Earth with materials retrieved for study. There we go. Now There we go, guys. Louis, They're Louis, here. Luis Elizondo, he's a UFO guy, though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, whatever. I assume he is. I don't really know who Luis is. Luis Elizondo was, he was head of ATIP. Okay. Back in, when was it, 20? Yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so he's big UFO guy. And then he left, and he went to work for Tom DeLonge for his... That's right, the Blink-182 guy, right? Yes, for his Academy of, to the Stars Academy for Arts and Sciences. Well, also in this article, they quote Mr. Reed, Mr. Harry Reed. Okay. Former Democratic senator from Nevada. Oh, people used to hate him, you know. Yeah, well. (laughs) I mean, big time. Uh, He he was hated. Well, he was the the senator. It was him and two other senators that got the funding for the ATIP program. Okay. Uh, He is quoted in this article as saying, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some were not, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in its possession. All right. Now, no crash artifacts have so far been produced publicly for independent verification. Some retrieved objects, such as unusual metallic fragments, were later identified from laboratory studies as man-made. So ah. we still haven't we still haven't put any hands on these materials, but they're there. That we're talking about. Well, allegedly, right. according to Mr. Elizondo and according to Mr. Harry Reid, they're right. they're saying that they are there. Enter a Dr. Eric Davis. Oh, Eric Davis, former Cincinnati Red. Not Great. that one. Okay, <laughs> That's all right, a different one. Well, Eric, it's a shame Eric Davis is not a baseball Hall of Fame. I'll just say that. He was a great player. Go ahead. Anyway. Well, anyway, he is an astrophysicist who has worked as a subcontractor and then as a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program since 2007. He said that in some cases, examination of some materials had so far failed to determine their source and led him to conclude that we could not make these ourselves. Okay. Talking about mankind. He says that the constraints on discussing classified programs and the ambiguity of information cited in unclassified slides from the briefings have put officials who have studied UFOs in the position of stating their views without presenting any hard hard evidence. Mr. Davis, who now works for Aerospace Corporation, a defense subcontractor, said that he gave a a classified briefing to a defense department agency as recently as March about retrievals from, quote, Off-world vehicles not made on this earth. 
Well, let me say it again. Off-world. Off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Okay. Mr. Davis, he says that he has also given classified briefings on retrievals of unexplained objects to staff members of the Senate Armed Services Committee on October 21st of last year and to staff members of the Senate Intelligence Committee two days later. Committee staff members did not respond to a request for comment on the issue. Imagine that. But uh, public fascination with the topic of UFOs has drawn in President Trump, who told his son, Donald Trump Jr., in a June interview that he knew, quote, very interesting things about Roswell, a city in New Mexico that is central to speculation about the existence of said UFOs. The president demurred when asked if he would declassify any of the information on Roswell, and he said that he would just simply have to think about that. Either way, Mr. Reed said more should be made public to clarify what is known and what is not. It is extremely important that information about the discovery of physical materials or retrieved craft come out. Okay. So this whole article, it quotes those three guys, and it says that uh, that this program, it's no longer ATIP. It's now called something else. Yeah. But they want to come forward and, and at least make some of this publicly known. All right. Well, so heads up, the last yeah. half of 2020, if it hasn't been weird enough already, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> I want to go on record. This has nothing to do with the UFOs, but 2020 has been a really great year for me personally. Right. You know, I've no complaints so far. I know everybody else is all upset, but yeah. I'm having a stellar year uh, outside of my wife being mad about me spending a few hours away from home. That one Saturday. That, that one Saturday of our entire marriage, but whatever. <laughs> But I find it curious that they're wanting to that they're just now talking about all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what? What I mean is it all? Do we owe it all to Blink One Eighty Two? You know, like is he the driving force that's getting all this stuff out here? I mean, he's certainly the guy who got the first three videos right. released. Yeah. So uh, maybe. I mean, I would just I would like to. Uh, but I feel like it's got to be more than that because I mean, you released three videos. You know, first of all, the the Pentagon they didn't have to come out and say that was real, right? They could have just let people wonder if that was real or right. not. It is interesting. I just wonder what's driving it. You know, know like, yeah. What's the point of it? If we, you've been keeping it sacred all this mm-hmm. time, what's the point in now? And we don't know how long. I mean, we know that ATIP started. I want to say in two thousand four. Yeah, or somewhere around that time. Right. And people suspect it goes back before that. Sure, they've been collecting data since Roswell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. According to the president. Yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, that's very interesting. I'll say that much. I am intrigued. Let me say this. Now, this Dr. Eric Davis, it is his quote of off-world craft that certainly gets the most attention. Uh, I did a little bit of research on this guy, John. Okay. Now, you know how thorough my research can be. Sure. I mean, I typed his name into Google. Okay. All right? I'm sure Eric Davis from the Cincinnati Reds (laughs) came up first. Way pop, more popular. Not when you click the news tab. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, it, I just wanted to mention that uh, he received a PhD in astrophysics from the University of Arizona in 1991, and that he is now a research physicist at the Institute for Advanced Studies, Austin, and Earth Tech International, and he is also the CEO of Warp Drive Metrics, which is also located in Austin, Texas. He contracts with and consults to the Air Force Research Laboratory. Uh, During 1996 and 2002, he was with the National Institute for Discovery Science in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he served as the staff 
aerospace researcher. He also participated in and consulted to the NASA Breakthrough Propulsion Physics Program, and he co-founded the Advanced Deep Space Teletransport Technology Assessment Group at NASA. This dude sounds so, like a super nerd. <laughs> I, I watched an interview with him, yes. I'm sure he is. Super nerd. <laughs> Like, I thought he may be uh, salvageable when I heard he went to Arizona, you know, yeah. instead of like Harvard or MIT or somewhere. But the point is, he's not like a dude living in a trailer park. Yeah, right. In yeah. Las Vegas. No, he's credible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you would you would you would think that the New York Times would check well, anybody that they're quoting, according to the president. They're fake news. Okay. No, that's, that's CNN. Well, everybody's fake news <laughs> everybody's according fake to the president. Somewhat, Even yeah. Fox sometimes they call them fake news. He's everybody's fake news. If it's a negative story that's fake news, but if Absolutely. it's positive, yeah. then he's going to retweet it. That's right. Even if it's, you know, coronavirus <laughs> is a is a hoax. It's sent here from China. Via the love connection guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot. That was last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope there are aliens, mm-hmm. you know, because they could have already killed us. So I guess they got some reason for keeping us around. <laughs> right. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I just think it'd be kind of cool to get that confirmed. Yeah, I don't know. Ezekiel saw a flaming wheel. I, I just mean, like to point that out. People it, forget. Yeah, I mean, it certainly complicates things. But I just want to. I mean, I just want to know the facts. Yeah, right. I just want to believe what's true. Right. And I'll go where the facts take me. And while I will say I do think at this point maybe it is a little bit premature. Yeah. But all you UFO guys out there, go ahead and start getting your "I told you so"s ready <laughs> because it's looking like. Things well, may come down on in your favor. And that's what I was saying, like the whole releasing all this now. It seems like it's uh let me make you look over here about oh aliens and we're pumping out all kind of military technology over here <laughs> right. that now we're gonna blame on aliens because people are wising up yeah. to us. I don't know. I don't know. Not to mention that a judge did rule that uh was it Ghislaine Maxwell? Yeah. She had a deposition. The judge ruled that all that was gonna be made public oh, wow. next week. So. Okay. Well, that's good. I know that she's not going to trial for a year. Right. They better keep her under a close watch. I don't see her making it in jail. I don't see her making it, period. But maybe they need to put this guy in charge of protecting her, okay? Okay. So from Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, Michigan, one of the great town names of the world, Kalamazoo. I love any town with zoo in the name. There's Yazoo City, Mississippi, you know, mm-hmm. Kalamazoo. Really the only two I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Anyways. A West Michigan sheriff sent detectives to investigate a Facebook message he received calling him fat. Now, as a fellow fat guy, I would say, words hurt sometimes. <laughs> I have to remind that to my kids because yeah. our kids love to call me fat. I'm like, hey, daddy has feelings too, you know? <laughs> um, the incident re- report obtained by News Channel 3 through the Freedom of Information Act uh, revealed Kalamazoo Sheriff Richard Fuller directed his investigators to the home of the man accused of sending the message. While no crime occurred, the report showed Fuller sent detectives, not deputies, to talk to the man accused of sending the sheriff a Facebook message. You're a fat A double (laughs) who needs to go on a diet. Stop us from living. Come get me if you want me, Tubby, as a fat B word. (laughs) He took him up on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> the report showed the sheriff took the message as threatening in nature <laughs> and showed Fuller requested his employees make contact with the sender 
and warn against any threatening posts in the future. Can you imagine that dude where they knocked on the door? He's like, there go my dick come. I didn't think they'd do it, you know? Yes. <laughs> you think he turned off the lights and pretended like he wasn't at home? <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be like, man, I left my computer over. My kid got on it, you know? Which, before he hit the send button, he was like, hey, honey, look what I'm telling this guy. <laughs> That's right. He ain't going to do nothing. The report showed on April 6, 2020, two Kalamazoo County detectives questioned a man at his home in Richland. The report said the 48-year-old denied writing the post. I would have done the same thing and claimed his Facebook account had been hacked. The old, I've been hacked. When you read it, your first response is that he's saying mean things. It reads kind of funny. It's so outlandish, uh, is a quote from a Western Michigan University law school professor and former prosecutor whose name is Anthony Flores. Flores said the message doesn't appear threatening. I think elected officials have to expect this type of commentary. They can't be super sensitive to it, Flores said. Sheriff Fuller said he got the message after he made a post encouraging people to comply with the governor's stay-at-home order. Oh, this is one of the coronavirus (laughs) warriors. Fuller said he thought the message was an odd and suspicious and asked detectives to look into it. Fuller declined to do an on-camera interview, sending two detectives over to stop uh, saying mean things, and that's a questionable use of resources and a badge judgment call, Flores said. Regardless of who wrote the message, the man questioned by detectives said the response seemed over the top. Now, he told him to come get him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, he noted a lot of people say a lot of things on social media, and those comments don't result in a visit from law enforcement. A lot of freedom of speech can be deemed speech of not that's not harmful because it's looking to provoke, Flores said. We asked several other sheriffs in West Michigan about how they would handle the message. While most declined to comment, the two who did said they would have just ignored the messages. Fuller is running for a fourth term this fall in 2020, so he's gonna, looking to get reelected. Oh, fat, fatty sheriff, fatty, fatty two-by-four. And look, I would hate for people, it would be a real shame if people went and found this police department or sheriff's department's Facebook thing and commented that the sheriff was fat was on it every time they posted anything. (laughs) It'd be a real shame if that happened. I'm not, I would hate to see that happen. Right. Yeah. Anyways, what would you do if the cops showed up at your door after you were mouthing off online? Well, I like to think that odds are I wouldn't be mouthing off online. But if I did... I would probably cut the lights off and pretend like I was at home. <laughs> That's how they flashbang your door and come in, Tiny. You got to answer. <laughs> and then once I was, uh, I don't know, once I was questioned, I would probably be like, "That wasn't me. That was uh, that was my kid. He was." That's right. I left my Facebook open and exactly. he got on and said, "I got hacked." That's it. <laughs> I would either go with "I got hacked," deny first, always mm-hmm. deny, either, and then go with "I got hacked" or "I'm a sovereign citizen." And you hold no rights over me. I would also say, look at me. Do I have any <laughs> right. right to be calling anybody else fat? Right. What are you worried about what I said? It's cool if I call people fat. I am fat. <laughs> yes. <You know>? yes. <laughs> That's our word. That's our word. Don't <laughs> <laughs> let some skinny person say it. Yeah. Well, we can call each other that. It's only a hate crime if, like, skinny jeans over there says <laughs> right. it. Okay, that's our word. Yes. We can say that. We can call each other that. Yeah, that's just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Sheriff, 
big, thin skin. I mean, come on, man. You got to let that roll off of you. Right. My kids say worse to me than that. I've had worse things said about me on the internet. Yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot big worse time. things. <laughs> big time. Had a lot so, of people get a little triggered talking about soccer on that <laughs> on the whole pole thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. A lot of people really touchy about American football. They they <laughs> mad we call it football, but well, whatever. I mean, like, in America, we can do what we want. We can I mean, call things we want to call them in America. It is we? football. That's what it's yeah. called. You know, I'm sorry, y'all call your sport football too, and mm-hmm. then they always hit you. Well, well you know, and also, it's the most popular sport in the world. I'm like, well, most of the world doesn't even have air conditioning. Like, like <laughs> what are you telling me? You know? Yeah, that's how long you got to run to get tired enough to go to sleep. <laughs> You know what else is popular around That's the world? That's a Communism. stolen joke, by the way. That's right. <laughs> Communism is very popular around the world, too. Yeah. I don't like it either. Yeah, like the reason people love soccer around the world is because they don't have American football. You know, like if they right. could watch football, they would love it. There is a documentary series on Netflix called Home Game. Oh, yeah? I think Nicole posted it up in like, under our recommendations thread on the Discord. Right. It's about like various like extreme sports. Okay. The world. Now I've only seen the first episode. Oh, it's, I've I've uh, I've heard about it. I hadn't watched it. The though. very first. Maybe episode I heard about it from there. About a game, and I can't even think of the name. It's some Italian word, but the game is played. There's like a certain amount of people on either team, and there's a ball, and you're trying to get the ball, and you're trying to throw it in a net. Not like basketball. Yeah. But it's it's more like a the net is kind of like half the size of a soccer, but a soccer goal, uh-huh. but it runs the length of the field. And in order to advance the ball to the net and throw it, it involves you boxing people. Okay. <laughs> I get on board watching it's, that. I don't know that I want to participate, but I watch it. <laughs> it was incredible, man, wow. because these guys. Now, once someone puts you on the ground, like you have to stay on the ground until a goal is made. And okay. And get back up for the next round. Huh. But, yeah, dudes will be out there kicking, punching. Wow. Everything is crazy. Huh. And there's only four teams. And it's like the four districts of the city in Italy where it's played. And there's three games a year. Hmm. There's like the semifinals and the final game. Wow. Every year. So as America, if we had this like, say, in Tuscaloosa, (laughs) you know, like North Four out of team, we would just hire like all the best fighters to come move to our town and be on our team. (laughs) Right. right? So then we would win. Yeah. Yeah. They should do that in Italy. I should be a coach. I already figured it out. We'll hire every like Conor McGregor. We'll get all the you know greatest yeah. boxers, Deontay Wilder. Well, it's and then I will say this also that they said the players they don't they don't get paid anything. Yeah, it's just for fun. It's all just for the glory of right. their district that they grew up in and all this stuff. I think you do have to be. You can't like move somewhere. I think you actually have to be born in that district to be okay. eligible to play. Well, see, we used to play a game as a kid, and you may have used to play it. Very problematic. Care, easy now. It's smear the, smear the blank. I can't say the last word. Do you play that game? Yes. It's just all out. It's before. just all out. Everyone try to kill the person with the ball, right? Yes, yes. And we played that. I, I can't tell you how many hours we played that in the vacant lot beside my house. Yeah, Bloody nose, broken arms, all of that. I, the way I always played, you hold the ball as long as you can, and then ride someone's to smear you. You, you know, try to pass the ball off to somebody else see, or throw it up or something. That's not what we would do. We played, you had two goals, you know, like two lines, like whatever. This power pole is one goal and, and that tree is mm-hmm. the other one. And if you had the ball, you got over there and you got to score a point. 
Oh. So then you couldn't really give up the ball. <laughs> and then people would try to get it from you so they could score. And then it was just we're punching and kicking and biting and everything that else. That makes way more sense than the game I yeah, played. The right. game I played was a bunch of people like throwing the ball around. Running if around. If you had the ball, somebody could, you know, whoop your tail. Right, yeah. And so you try to throw the ball. There were no winners. There were only losers yeah, right. in this game. <laughs> and we played another game in Scouts called uh, Wischixen, which was apparently like a Native American game. Okay. And you had a ball, and you had two, like, 55-gallon drums on either end of the field mm-hmm. and a circle around those drums that you couldn't go in. But to score, you had to get the ball into the, the uh, drum. Well, it was all hands, and you could run with the ball and everything. But it was like full contact, and it was probably the roughest thing I've ever played in my life. It was a really fun game, though. We played burn ball. Oh, yeah. That? We called it murder ball okay. when we played. The but... way we played, it was a tennis ball. You had a wall, and you, yeah. threw the t- you throw the tennis ball. The ball will bounce off the wall, and if it hits you, then you have to run and tag the wall. Yeah. Now, you can catch it. If you catch it, then it's fine. Right. You throw the ball up against the wall again. Yeah. But if it touches you or you go to catch it, but you drop it, you have to run and tag the wall because during that time you're running to tag the wall, someone else can pick up the ball and throw it at you as hard as they can. And then if you if you tag the wall <laughs> and then the ball hits you, then you can call fire squad. Oh, okay. You and one other person, whoever the first person to call fire squad was, <laughs> they go and they put their hands up against the wall and those two folks get a free shot at you. <laughs> That's how we played. Well, Once we, again, no points, no winners, only right. losers. Well, we played a game. We made up a game. Well, I don't think we made it up, but we started playing it at the scout room. You know, the old American Legion building. Mm-hmm. You've been in there. It had a big basketball court right. in it. And we called it foot hockey, where we took <laughs> a block of wood, and it was like a combination between hockey and soccer, okay. basically. And uh, it was full contact, no holds barred. The only rule was is if you had your foot on top of the block of the wood, you couldn't kick that person's foot because we, like, broke somebody's foot doing that, <laughs> trying to get the block of wood loose. So, uh, I think we need a Netflix limited series for oh, us to go back and explore all these. You don't even know the stupid we stuff. Used to play when we were kids. We had another game with, uh, you know, like the, a shaker. You get at a football game, mm-hmm. the plastic handle. We just called it Slappy Stick, and whoever had the stick was, like, in charge, and they could just beat the crap out of you with it. And and the whole point of the game was to be the person with the stick because otherwise right. you were getting welts all over your well, body. You get this was in college when we did this, <laughs> too. How did you get the yeah, stick? How did you get the stick? You had to fight the you other person to get away. it. Yeah, you'd wrestle it or okay. whatever. I distinctly remember being in the uh, similar to the King of the Hill, brand new <laughs> uh, Earl McDonald Auditorium thing at Bell State in Fayette, yeah. and rolling around in the band pit where like instruments <laughs> and cymbals were and stuff. We were all just fighting for the stick, trying to get the slappy. Yeah, stick. trying to get the slappy stick. And Paul Wesley, I know he'll remember. <laughs> we used to beat the crap out of each other yeah. that for no reason at all. I don't know why. Oh, it was man. so fun though. It was so. <laughs> I like to imagine is at this point when the aliens who are observing us studying us just they just shrug their shoulders and fly away. Right, these people are too violent. Look what they're doing for fun. What are they going to do when they get mad? You know, (laughs) these people are too violent. And then like the little nerdy alien comes out with his spreadsheet and he's like, "Well, in uh, in 1945, they got really mad at this one island nation." (laughs) (laughs) That's right. 
Anyway, so that's a that's talking sports with John and Tiny. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just don't know. I just think about sometimes the things we used to do, and I was like, man, that was just kind of dumb. Like oh, yeah. we would intentionally try to hurt each other, and we're all in for it. You know, there's never once where I was like, no, nah, I don't want to play mm-hmm. sta- slappy stick, guys. It was like every day, so much fun. Well, you know, we were talking about the uh, the fat sheriff. Yes. And you were asking me what I would do yes. if he tried to hunt me down and ask me about my hurtful comments I made on, on the internet. There is one more option. Okay. It's fake your death. All right. Yeah, that's always an option. <laughs> but don't make the mistake that this one guy made. There's a man in Long Island who faked his death to avoid jail, but then a typo on oh. his fake death certificate gave him away. Oh, man. <laughs> A Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted had a glaring spelling error that made it a dead giveaway for fraud, prosecutor wow. said Tuesday. I've got a feeling this isn't the greatest lawyer. lawyer you know? <laughs> I was going to say, how about that defense lawyer that he was able to rope into this? That's amazing that the lawyer would be in, <laughs> you know, like, hey, I'm down to do this, but... <laughs> If you're misspelling stuff on a death certificate, you're probably not the greatest lawyer most anyways. Most lawyers, don't they? Most, most of them have like a paralegal to yeah. go over this stuff right. first. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> anyway, Robert Berger, 25, of Huntington, New York, now faces up to four years in prison if convicted in the alleged scheme. That's in addition to pending sentences for earlier guilty pleas to charges of possession of a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck. Punishment prosecutors say that he was looking to avoid. It will never cease to amaze me the length some people will go to to avoid being held accountable on criminal charges, Nassau County District Attorney Madeline Singus said in a telephone interview. Arraigned by Video Tuesday because of the coronavirus pandemic, Berger pleaded not guilty to a single count of offering a false instrument for filing. A judge set bail at a dollar, but ordered Burger back to it's funny because it says ordered burger, <laughs> but ordered burger back to jail because of his underlying cases. His next court date is scheduled for July 29th. So oh. Robert Burger is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give him credit for trying, you know? <laughs> I can't get over that lawyer who was like, Yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> right. No, I don't mind losing my law license. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, was this Saul Goodman? <laughs> Maybe so. It's right, you know, like uh if you're not a good lawyer, it's rough. You know, I, right. I think it's a pretty tough industry from mm-hmm. what I've he- heard. You know, if you're not like with a really good firm and you just decide to strike out on your own and you're trying to make cases or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's like the restaurant business. You're just working all the time and, you know, trying to get money and people that can't pay, you know, you put them on a payment plan and then you're trying to collect from them and all that. It's just. And next thing you know, a client offers you some money to, yeah, like, to, hey, to claim you, that you're dead and hand give you 20 grand if yeah. you forge me a death certificate. You're like, all right, sounds good to that. me. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> What's the worst that they can do? Disbar me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I hate doing this anyways. <laughs> well, let's talk about one kid. This is from thegrio.com. Not even sure what this is, what type of website this is. It is written by Blue Toulousma. Huh. Great name. name. Great name. A 15-year-old is in juvenile detention despite the pandemic after a judge ruled she violated her probation. Okay? Okay. 
It happens. Sometimes. It happens. In a stunning turn of events, a 15-year-old student in Michigan, second story from Michigan so far, okay. all right, Michigan, the Florida of the Midwest. Really, I think Ohio is more the Florida of the Midwest. <laughs> Michigan is probably like the Alabama of the right. Midwest, except for football-wise, you know. But anyways. They do have a nice stadium. They do. I mean, now they like to think they're a lot better than what they are. You know, they won like a half a championship in the last like 30 years. Right. They they really think they're important up there. But whatever. We we did whiff up on them in a bowl game this past year with <laughs> Mac Jones, our backup quarterback. But whatever. I don't that's not it's in a sports podcast, no, it's Tiny. It's not. In a stunning turn of events, a 15-year-old student in Michigan has been sent to juvenile detention during the pandemic after a judge ruled that she violated her probation by not completing her online schoolwork. The teen, only identified to the public as Grace, has originally gotten into trouble for fighting with her mother and stealing, but had since cleared up her act and had a near-perfect attendance record at her school. Well, she don't have to go to school. <laughs> That's right. But apparently, she's supposed to be doing online work. <laughs> okay. Um, it just doesn't make any sense, said her stunned mother, who points out that she had been kept away from her child for a month before being allowed to visit her at the Children's Village Juvenile Detention Center in suburban Detroit. Despite the nation being the epicenter of a global pandemic that mandates social distancing in May, Grace's family was stunned and devastated when a judge incarcerated the child for not completing her online coursework. Local advocates are outraged and say they are unaware of any other cases involving the use of juvenile detention for a child failing to meet academic requirements after schools closed to spread COVID-19. Ricky Watson Jr., who's the executive director of the National Juvenile Justice Network, had no idea that existed, but it's good to know now in case one of our kids get in trouble. I was just sitting here thinking, I can't believe you get in trouble for that. Yeah. A little bit alarming. Who even can be a good student right now, he asked. Um, Unless there is an urgent need, I don't understand why you would be sending a kid to any facility right now and taking them away from their families with all that we're dealing with right now. Some experts also believe that this case may also reflect the systematic racial bias that has impacted black communities during the pandemic. Grace's mother agrees with the assessment given she and her child live in a predominantly white community while black youth are disproportionately where black youth are disproportionately targeted by the justice system, including the use of juvenile detention. Seeing her child let out of the courtroom in handcuffs was heartbreaking for her mom. For us and our culture, uh, that for me was the knife stuck in my stomach and turning, her mom said. That is our history being shackled, and she didn't deserve that. So there we go. Now, one side of me says, if you're on probation, you got to mind your P's and Q's no matter what, right? Right. Other side of me says, seems a little excessive for not doing your homework, right? Down The other side of me says, down with homework. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> the third side of me says, why don't, we just, or I just miss the good old days when you could go on Dr. Phil and work this out with a problem <laughs> child yes. in front of the entire world and they get internet famous. Okay. Yeah. That's what we should be doing with these cases. Do you not have the right to be stupid? I think you do. Is that not right. a human right? But because I, there's you know, a lot of people on Twitter exercising it. Right. Well, you know, there's different conditions to probation. Right. Um, I've never been on probation. Just want to go on the record, but I know a lot of people who have. 
And you have to, you know, stay out of trouble or maybe complete your schoolwork. <laughs> I'm sure it's different if you're a juvenile than it is if you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, show up for random drug tests when they call you and all that. So you got to do those things or you get back in in jail. Right. So or in this case, juvenile. I guess the detention. old old judge here was like, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. And the consequences are you go to jail. But... In every sense of the reasonable, rational world, that is an excessive punishment for not doing your homework. (laughs) You know? I mean, just let her mama get a switch or something. I mean, I never did my homework in school, and they never locked me up. (laughs) But then again, I am a white man, so maybe that's why. (laughs) My mom will tell you, I used to throw my homework under the bus in elementary school before I would get on it in the afternoon. So when I showed up at home, I would get to say, I don't have any homework. (laughs) Check my backpack. I've been skirting the system a long time. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they don't need to be locking this kid up for this. Mm -hmm. Maybe be like, hey, you got um, to do, you know, go pick up trash on the side of the road or something every Saturday at 6 in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other ways to do it without putting it. Or maybe write, I will do my homework a hundred (laughs) times. Did you ever have to write sentences before? Oh, yes. I had to write sentences. And then you'd get the... Yeah, standard. I had one teacher who told you told me I couldn't do that though. You know, like I turned it in one time and she was like, That's not acceptable. You have to write each sentence, uh, you know, by itself. So Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't show me like the rules of <laughs> sentence writing. I said yes, ma'am. Punishment. You know, like I was like, You'll see my dad at the grocery store. I'm not arguing with you. So yes, ma'am, I'll go home and do it again tonight. And I did it all over again. Hundred oh, sentences. Yeah. You did you uh did you still do it the same way? You're just no. maybe made it look a little neat. I, I did them exactly like she said, because I'm a good boy. I'm just more afraid of my parents than anything else. I feel like when a kid catches you in a loophole like that, I think you gotta respect it. <laughs> that's just my opinion. I don't know. Maybe that's because I was on the writing end of the Right. The yeah. That's it. I just didn't want my parents to find out mm-hmm. that I was in trouble. Yeah, and that was all it boiled out, boiled mm-hmm. down to. So she could have told me anything, like, go get a tattoo on your forehead that says you're stupid. I'd be like, yes, ma'am. You know, <laughs> that's what I would have done. I remember Tara told Eli one time he couldn't play on his iPad because he had done something. And then she went to do something, and she came back, and he was playing on his Nintendo Switch. And she was like, I told you you couldn't do that. And he was like, uh, you told me I couldn't play on my iPad. Uh-huh. You didn't right. say anything about my Switch. I've learned that lesson, too. And so she that's started what I say. mad, and I said, up, 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 up. You can take away a switch now, uh-huh. but he's got you. Right. <laughs> he's got you on the technicality. Here. I that's why you got to say all electronics. Yes. Then you can ban the TV. Because little kids yeah. are lawyers. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Because if they get you in a loophole, they will. Right. I mean, every time. And I respect the game. I do. I mean, in a way, I do. <laughs> I try to find loopholes myself. <laughs> right. When Tara's like, hey, I need you to cut the grass. And then she comes home and she's like, you didn't cut the grass. Like, I, I cut the backyard. That's right. <laughs> you just said, you didn't say all the grass. Buy. You just said, yeah, I needed to cut grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great when your kids get old enough to do that for you, you know? <laughs> right. I like every time Thomas fires up the lawnmower, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I had sex 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, it's cost me probably a million dollars over his lifetime to <laughs> right. upkeep food and everything else. But just to get the yard mode, it was worth it. <laughs> Completely worth it. 
I hate mowing the grass. I don't like it either. I'm trying to get my yard looking better, though. You know, well, you don't have much of it. No, I know. So, That's yeah. why it's really inspired me. <laughs> like maybe I can get this little bitty patch to look good. You can finally become a yard guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> my neighbor beside my yard looked pretty good, and mine mm-hmm. looks trashy. So I'm working on it. John, have you ever wanted to kill somebody? Absolutely, every day. Honestly, <laughs> like, have you ever taken steps to no, come through with it? No, it's I always haven't. been a fleeting thought. Yeah, it's well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never really. There was one time in high school where a friend of ours got us in trouble for smoking marijuana. Yeah, and we thought we were going to go to jail. We had made up our mind that we were just going to kill him. Like if we're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, we might as well just kill this dude. But they ended it up. We we had some advance notice that the police were coming to question us, which police never questioned me, thank the Lord. Um, but we all got our stories together and had a very airtight, you know, like you can't prove anything. We don't right. have any evidence left or anything. All you got is hearsay, and they, they let us go. Yeah, that's what you got to do when when yeah. when you get in trouble. You immediately gotta. Oh yeah, you gotta get your story straight. I still don't trust that dude to this day. <laughs> Never will ever again. Have you ever gone to rentahitman.com? dot com? No, I haven't. Because there's one lady in Michigan that did <laughs> another Michigan story. <laughs> Shocking! <laughs> it's not a real website. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm at rentahitman.com. dot com. Woman tried hiring someone to kill her ex husband on rentahitman.com, dot com. Michigan cops say. Wow. A Michigan woman wanted to. A Michigan woman wanted a hitman to kill her ex husband, so she went to www.rentahitman.com. Except rentahitman.com is a fake website created to lure people like Wendy Ween, who was arrested Friday after her failed attempt, according to state police. Ween of South Rockwood went to the website and completed a service request form. Requesting a consultation, police said in a news release. When she said her ex-husband was the target of her problems, the owner of the website alerted state police, according to the release. State police began an investigation and had a state trooper go undercover as a hitman, police said. The trooper met with her in a parking lot. She offered to pay him $5,000 to murder her ex-husband, who lives in another state, and she provided him with an upfront payment for travel expenses. Okay, that's fair. Now, I would just like to say $5,000. I'm not snuffing anyone out for less than six figures. She should have known at that point that this was a bad idea. Well, I may go, you know, five before, five after it's done. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's probably how I would have played it. What what was... uh, what was Joe Exotic? They said he paid, I don't remember how much that dude to kill Carol Baskins. Well, see, that's that's what gets you caught. If you're going to kill someone, it needs to be a hundred grand or more. Yeah. You know, no one's going to prison for life. Five grand is ridiculous. Well, the moral, well, go ahead. I was say, moral of the story is if you need to kill somebody, just kill them yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. right. That's just bottom line. Well, you I can't trust that to somebody else. I don't remember what episode it was, but we had that one story where this dude. He was he agreed to kill someone, but then he subcontracted it to another hitman. That's man. right. He yes. subcontracted it to another yes. hitman. That was in China or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it was like 
six different Chinese hitmans yeah. who were agreed to kill this guy. That's probably I think the last one was all the way down to something like five grand <laughs> right. or something. That was probably <laughs> back. Got him caught. It's probably back episode fifty or sixty when Nate said we were really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back during our glory <laughs> days. Back during the glory days. We fall it all. Yes. <laughs> anyway. She was arrested and charged Tuesday with solicitation to commit murder and illegal use of a computer to facilitate a crime. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. I need to go clear my browser That's history. Right. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I need to go dump mine in the creek. <laughs> Since rentahitman.com was created in 2005, the owner has been contacted numerous times by people requesting murders, school shootings, and even a baby abduction. Oh, wow. Police says that it has helped prevent 130 murders because the owner always alerts authorities when someone requests a hitman. <laughs> the fake website offers fictitious customer testimonials. <laughs> it says its field operatives have undergone COVID-19 training. Which is, is this to infect some it can infect people with COVID-19? <laughs> Look, you one of us is <laughs> Rent a hitman <laughs> and put the reason that the other person likes the fries that we don't like. <laughs> you know? yes. Make the most bizarre thing in the world, see if we can hit the news for it. Well, I want to see how this plays out in, in court first. Because yeah. she, can she not say, I knew that Rent a Hitman was a joke? Yeah, just and goofing. this was a joke. I'm just goofing you here. Know? Yeah, that's what I'd say. <laughs> I wonder if you can go in there and... Uh, like request a job. Like, Maybe so, know, yeah, right. For in it, man. Oh, I've got good skills, <laughs> yeah. references, whatever you need. Right, what's your name? Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got perfect. lots of references. Now they they're not going to be talking because they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she has been placed in Monroe County Jail on a five hundred thousand dollar bond, wow. according to Monroe News. A solicitation to commit murder conviction could yield a maximum life sentence, according to the Toledo Blade, which is actually not a newspaper, but a samurai weaponry made in Toledo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, not only are you uh, a murderer, basically, but you're also dumb. You know? <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> You have to come to that realization when you're sitting in a sale. Uh-huh. But once again, if you need somebody killed, you just got to do it yourself. What if we, uh, like, could we go and rent a, rent a hitman and fill out a form, but request like a fictitious person? Maybe just Would make that up be a somebody. Safe way? Or maybe somebody will, like, like Bruce what if, Wayne. What are you, like Ronald McDonald? <laughs> yes. Maybe we want to kill Ronald McDonald. Well, I don't know. There may be a real Ronald McDonald, but probably. I don't know. Somebody like, uh, I'm trying to think of... Um, There's a Bruce Wayne. Remember, he was like... Uh, he won like Subway for Life or something. Could, well, we could go on What was like, it? What did he win for Life? You remember? He was eating burritos or oh, something. Yeah. He ate, he ate Chipotle yeah, every day for three right. years, and he got some kind of yeah, record he, he got a reward or something. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that was... Dude, that was early Earth that was, that was early Earth Oddity. <laughs> yes. Nate hadn't listened to those. He hadn't been back. <laughs> he don't know nothing about it. He them, don't know so nothing about it. One. Well... Let's talk about some people who should have ordered a hitman. This is really not a funny story. Okay. But I only wanted to use it for one reason. I must say I feel bad now. Two brothers and one woman ordered 12 McDonald's sandwiches after a vicious triple murder, deputies say. 
How many and sandwiches? Twelve. Twelve. Which I'm sure they got fries with all of them. <laughs> all right, which proves my point that when you commit a vicious murder, the only thing that you want are some McDonald's fries, okay? <laughs> Three people have been arrested in connection with a recent triple murder in Frostproof, Florida, back in Florida. The only cure for a triple murder is a triple burger. That's right. Yeah, get a get a Big Mac and some fries. Tony T.J. Wiggins, who's 26, is accused of being the trigger man. His girlfriend, Mary Whitmore, who's 27, and his brother, William Robert Wiggins, were there when the homicides occurred, deputies say. Authorities also say the defendants allegedly made a pretty hefty purchase after the killings of Brandon Rollins, Kevin Spring- Springfield, and Damian Tillman. Polk County, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd previously described Friday slayings as a vicious murder. Uh, the victims had gone night fishing using two trucks for conveyances. They were then killed. Uh, according to the deputies Wednesday, a Dollar General bag and a receipt were found in Tillman's truck. The paper was dated the night of the slayings. Investigators reviewed the surveillance footage showing Tillman making purchases, and a clerk told authorities that Tillman was a frequent customer. So that's what got him caught. Yeah, right. Dollar General. <laughs> Dollar General to the rescue. Man. That's why they put them everywhere. So there's dated receipts for any crimes. Right. It's a CIA plant thing. <laughs> But this is a pretty famous story, you know. It was all over at least my social media mm-hmm. this week. Um, the clerk told deputies that Damien said he was going fishing. The clerk also saw the suspects in a store at the same time, and they are also seen in the video. And the clerk told detectives that the suspects heard Damien say he was going fishing and that Kevin would be with him as the clerk listened to all of them talk to each other about it. So... uh Anyways, detectives say they executed a search warrant at a travel trailer where Tony Wiggins and Whitmore lived. Of course, they live in a travel trailer. (laughs) And authorities claim to find rifles, shotguns, and ammunition. Not uncommon for the South or really America at all. And they initially arrested Wiggins on firearm charges because he was a convicted felon. Some uh-huh. uh, that's a problem. You can't, can't you can't get can't do that. Can't get weapons after you're a convicted felon. That's the rules. Can't vote. Can't have a weapon. Some ammo at the residence was the same type as that fired at the murder, authorities said. Um, authorities claim Whitmore brought that, bought that ammo for a boyfriend on July 9th. Surveillance footage put both of them at the scene of the purchase, detectives said. The defendants allegedly ordered 10 double cheeseburgers and two McChicken sandwiches from McDonald's after the murders. They ate at home, according to this account. Sounds um, delicious. No mention of fries, but I'm sure there were fries. You don't go and not get fries at McDonald's. I think they probably stopped by Five Guys after they got their sandwiches because they wanted Five Guys fries. <laughs> no, I bet you they didn't. They sound like the kind of people that would go two different places. <laughs> uh, it's unclear if the defendants have attorneys in the murders case, uh, and the first appearance is scheduled for Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So anyway, it's a pretty brutal murder, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to point out that even after a murder— Still got to get some McDonald's. So further uh, proving my point that McDonald's is a superior fast food french fry. They're loving it. I'm killing folks. (laughs) That's wrong. (sighs) You know what they should have put on those burgers, Tiny? What should they have put on those burgers? Cajun Curl Bayou Melanin Spice. Of course. (laughs) 
That's the number one post-murder spice on the market. Okay? I'm sorry, Brandon. Um, we want to thank Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice there and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes all on their website, CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, hamburgers, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Fried it up, fried some squash up this week, put Cajun Curl on it. It's great. Great. Uh, My mom made some squash chips uh, this week, too, with Cajun Curl on it. I'm a big squash fan. People don't know that about me. Love squash. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use. It's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next-door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, once you put the Cajun Curl Spice on it, it'll change your life. It will make you a better person better human better husband better wife better father better son better contract killer better contract killer on the website cajuncurl.com you can not only order the bayou blended spice but the cajun curl chip cutter as well you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing you can locate your nearest retailer or order your own if your local grocer doesn't carry world famous cajun curl bayou blended spice ask them to start stocking it now here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and Lurleen Wallace Piggly Wiggly. is That's where you can pick it up in the greater Tuscaloosa, Northport, Coker, Metroplex. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. All right. Let's go to the phone, shall we? All right. All right. Our first message comes from Kevin, a.k.a. the Dapper Man. Okay. World's foremost authority on French fries. Apparently. (laughs) Hi, mates. This is Kevin from Florida. And first, I want to apologize for the um, headset. I listened to myself and I sound completely horrible. It was rubbish. And I don't know how you were ever able to make out anything I said. So I apologize for that. And I also apologize for a late reply for a question I asked you. And you asked me a question back and I didn't reply back. So here's the answer to that. My favorite movie is Kelly Mottenberg following Ben-Hur and There Will Be Blood. Love those movies. The worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life is Man of the Hands of Fate. Worst movie ever seen, hands down. Those pun intended. I've had a very great week. My highest highlights for the past week was I went to a collective con here in Jacksonville and I got to see Sam T. Jones. He's an actor from Flash Gordon, the main actor, and he signed my Blu-ray, and I was extremely excited for that. My downside for this week is that I am renting a 2020 Ford Fusion. I really dislike driving Ford's Ford. This is my least favorite vehicle, and I am not used to technology this high-end. 
I literally spent five minutes inside of a parking lot trying to figure out how to start this car. I have, I'm dying joking. I timed myself and I was like, I don't understand. And I was losing it because apparently you gotta press the brake. You gotta press the start button, which I'm not, I've never had a start button ever in the vehicle. I know how to hotwire a vehicle. I know how to drive a tractor, drove a semi, and, and I've always turned a key. I know how to drive six shift and everything. I've never had a push button vehicle, so this is very new to me. So my question for you this week is, what is your least favorite vehicle or vehicle brand? Because I can say Ford is my least favorite. I've never had any good luck with Ford. The man at the original was like, this is a great vehicle. I was like, it's a Ford, mate. I don't want to drive a Ford. Give me something else. And he's like, I had something else. So that's why I'm driving this Ford. Hopefully, I'm sorry I talked your ear off. I know it's already been three minutes, but thank you very much. Keep saying odd. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So what is your least favorite vehicle? You drive a Toyota. I drive a Toyota. Okay. What's your least favorite vehicle? I don't, I'm not a fan of Dodge. I don't like Dodge vehicles. We had a Dodge for a long time. I drive a Dodge. Yes, you do drive a Dodge. <laughs> I've never had luck with Dodges. Okay. I'll just say that. I had to put a transmission in the minivan, all that. Um, I do agree with him because Dieter's new vehicle, which is a Toyota, has a push button on it. Don't like it either. Don't like it. No, I don't. I mean, why do we need a push button? What's the point in the push button? I've never, I'm, I will never have a vehicle this fancy or nice yeah. unless this podcast makes us super famous. Sure. Today. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we can cross our fingers. Name it and claim it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I want to just get in the car and the car to just know who it is and say, you know, welcome, Mr. Sullivan. Okay. Where will I be taking you? So you want Night Rider? <laughs> well, I was thinking Batmobile. Okay. But, but yeah. All right. But yeah, push button, I don't like it either. It's stupid to mm-hmm. me because I'm still keeping up with keys because I need a little thing to get in the car. Mm-hmm. So, but then I like got to get it out of my pocket to get in the car with. Then I got to put it back in my pocket so I don't leave it in the car. You know, it's just it's an extra hassle for me. We had a Nissan that we rented. Like we had a car mm-hmm. in the shop in the uh, or in church. They like let us rent a car for a right. week or whatever while that one was in the shop. It was a Nissan Altima, I think. That's what my mom's got. And I'm not a huge fan of cars just because it's hard for me to get in and out yeah. of them. Right. But the key was a little thing you put on your key ring. And it had a push button start, but you didn't have to do anything with it. Like, the car just knew yeah. that the key was in the car. Right. And so you could just hop in and push the start button. Well, that's how, yeah, that's how Dieter's works. Okay. You, you know, it knows it's in the car. Like, you can't lock it if it's, like, in the cup holder or whatever. Hmm. But I'm not a fan. Now, I remember, like, my first car had a separate key for the door and for the trunk, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I've, I've been on the key train for a long time. I will say my least favorite automobile and I'm embarrassed to even mention that I owned one that one time. Okay. But that would be Kia. Okay. I had a Kia Sportage. Shamefully, right. I had a Kia Sportage for a little while. You remember for a while, you could buy a Kia and get one for free? They like yes. ran a promo over that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what does that say about your car? If the dealership has a buy one, get one free <laughs> sale on their cars, that means their cars are not great. <laughs> But look, Julio Jones owns the Kia place here in town now, so I'm sure everything's on the up and up. Well, I was headed to the airport at 5 in the morning because I was going to Fort Worth, Texas, and the Kia that I was in, the engine blew up. And so I had to get out. I had to call a wrecker. had to 
right, take the wrecker all the way back to Tuscaloosa because I was halfway to Birmingham. Right. All the way back to Tuscaloosa to the shop, get a rental car, get back up, get on a different flight. <laughs> right. And it was all Kia's fault. Yeah, I and would be mad too. I feel like that's somehow Kim Jong-un's fault. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know. I've heard Kia's have made some great strides, but I don't think that I'll ever own one. Maybe they have, but I'll never know because I'll you get one strike with yeah, Tiny. Right. And they spin it from <laughs> then and there. That's kind of how I am with Dodge, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, we got stranded on the way to Hudson's little heart camp last summer. <laughs> right. And Dieter's dad had to bring a roll back all the way from Fed, Alabama to pick up her van and unload her mom's van so yeah. we could drive on. I was just like, I'm done with this car. Let me ask you this. What if you you were going to get a free vehicle? You could get anything you want. Okay. Sky's the limit. Okay. Ferrari, whatever. Right. It's up to you. Yeah. What are you, gonna, what are you getting? Oh, I mean, like anything. Yes, anything. I'd probably get... I don't. I don't hate Ferraris. I'd probably get a Ferrari. You'd probably get a Ferrari. I like a Magnum PI Ferrari. Yeah. You know, like not a new one or anything. But uh, or like there's some old Jaguars from the '60s that are really cool mm-hmm. looking. I'd probably drive one of those. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, man? People, y'all can make fun of me and call me a nerd if you want. But one of those new Tesla Cyber Trucks. It's okay. not even out yet. All right. God, I want one of those so bad. Tiny biggest Elon Musk fanboy. <laughs> in the world but yeah I, I just I, mean, I want to look like uh, like Blade Runner okay. I want to ride around yeah. in a Blade Runner car. okay that's cool <laughs> I mean that's fine I don't really I'm not like a vehicle guy you know I can right. drive a Toyota Avalon that's you know? what I say I don't have the money to be a vehicle yeah. guy and I've never been a guy that like obsessed over vehicles or anything so but I tell you what if I had like Joe Rogan money yeah I, I can see myself being a oh yeah guy. like if I just had stupid <laughs> money I could get into it for real yeah <laughs> I could be a car yeah. guy if I had the funds need necessary I'd, like an old like you know, 69, 70 Chevelle would be cool. You know, like my first car was a 76 Malibu. I'd I would probably get it again. That would look like the Batcave, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that mine would look like the Batcave. I would make mine look like the Batcave. Yeah. I but, would have several, like, parked, but then, like, the one I drive mainly would be on one of those turntables. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I'd spend my money on a whole lot of other stupid stuff where I got into cars. You know? <laughs> like, I'd buy me something nice to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, like an everyday driver. But before I started collecting cars and stuff, I'd, I'd spend it on a lot of other more fun stuff like cocaine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also got a call from Jacqueline. Okay. Uh, you're one... Defender in the French fry debate. She knows what's up. Like, first y'all of all, sisters, y'all once you're in the Canadian sisterhood. Hi, John and Tiny. Uh, equally, it's Jacqueline. I don't play favorites. Hi to both of you equally. Uh, it is July 24th right now as I'm calling you. And as of now, uh, Jazay Maxwell is still alive, from what I can tell. Uh, and if she's not alive, well, that sucks, but I haven't heard about it. So, oh, and also, I, I wish her well. <laughs> You and President Trump. Both. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's coming for. That's crazy. Yeah. That, is that not, is it just me or is that bizarre? It that is The bizarre. president said he wishes her well. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, is that code for go ahead and yeah. kill her? That's, that's, that activated the sale. <laughs> yeah. The MK Ultra guy in the prison that's going to get her. Right. Yeah. You know, I do. Uh, anyway, uh, Kanye West is, is really just bothersome with me um i don't know why your you people i guess you your country uh is encouraging people to be president yes anyone can be president 
but there's only a few that actually probably should be president. I say that because now, ordinarily, I don't care what happens in your country, but it's actually starting to affect my country in a negative way. So, yeah, if you guys could go ahead and not allow people that are... Anyway, moving on, Frygate. Um, I know it's been all over the Facebook feed. Uh, McDonald's fries are just infinitely better. I mean, they're soft when you want them to be. They're crunchy when you want them to be. They're they're just perfect. That's and right. Anyone that says otherwise, just you know, wrong. Uh, I've been to a Five Guys once when I was in Florida, and I was very disappointed um, at the quality and quantity of French fries. There you um, go. So it's hurt, Tony. On that note, what do you guys think is the best chicken strip or chicken nugget? Either way. My vote is for Popeyes only because it's just the most amazing thing. And we don't have one here in the uh, province that I live in. So I crave them all the time and I cannot get them. So it drives me crazy. Uh, anyway, thoughts on that. And finally, uh, lately I have been thinking about perfect albums. Albums that I've listened to that have absolutely no bad songs on them. Every song on them is a perfect song. And uh, I have been going back and listening to my perfect albums over my life. And the one I've been obsessed with lately, <laughs> oddly, is uh, August and Everything After by The Counting Crows. Perfect album, not a bad song on the whole album. I highly recommend anyone listen to it. So my question is, what is your perfect album? And don't say The Grateful Dead because I get that. But, um, you know, one that you wouldn't think of. One that people may not know about. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Well, well, I guess to start with... Do you want to attack chicken or music first? We'll go with chicken first. Because <laughs> I'm actually ahead. a little bit embarrassed of my perfect album. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge... I mean, I like chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm more of a burger guy. That said, I would have to say Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A's got the best chicken nuggets. think so? Maybe it's just because of the Polynesian sauce, and if that's the case, then yeah, that's not fair. But, um, I mean, when it comes to chicken nuggets, I'm probably going Chick-fil-A. You... Well, and God is listening. I know. I'm, my <laughs> my favorite chicken place out of all of them is Cane's. Okay, Cane's is great. We don't. The only one here is like in the Ferguson Center on campus, so I don't get to get it that much. I love Cane's, but honestly, my favorite like chicken is Guthrie's. I like Guthrie's chicken. I like Guthrie's. Yeah. Now Guthrie's, if you don't live around here, you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. Once again, though, for me, it's the sauce. <laughs> true. Guthrie's has like a really good dipping sauce with it. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Guthrie's does have a good dipping sauce. I don't like Zaxby's. Just throwing that out there. My wife likes to go to Zaxby's because she likes the salad. <laughs> But it bothers me that you got to pronounce their salad with a Z. And I really, that's why I don't like going there. That's why. Yeah, I feel dumb when I order a salad. I feel like uh, Zaxby's is just Sunday Chick-fil-A. Yeah, (laughs) right. That's exactly what it is. You can't get it, so where do you go? Now, we had a new place open up in town this week. What's it called? Fusaki? Yes, I've seen all their... But I don't know anything about their social media advertising yeah. that they're bombarding my timeline with. I just know that they block up 15th Street, yeah. so I'm just like, I hey. already, I've never even had it before, and I already <laughs> don't like, like them just because of what they've done to okay. my Facebook feed. All right, so perfect albums. You go first. Well, the first one that popped in my head was the original Dr. Dre Chronic album. Okay. When I got that album, I listened to it all the way through without stopping. Mm-hmm. Loved it. 
but you're not going to go Paula Abdul forever, your girl. No, but uh, <laughs> Paula Abdul, I had the hots for her at one point in time, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I really like one of my. Fa- I got a ton of favorite albums. I could do. We could do a whole Patreon episode just on favorite albums. We and might John's. do one. But another one that I listened to the first time I got it all the way through and still listen to it, like I'll put it on, I don't skip around any songs, is uh, Apostrophe by Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. Great album. All the way through. The first like three or four songs are like a little sweet and it's like extremely funny and the music's all complex. Uh, it's got a song on there called Uncle Remus, which was like talking about racial injustice mm-hmm. way before anybody else was on the train. Now, him and George Duke wrote that song together. George Duke's famous jazz piano player, and you can hear like you know his influences all over. Of course, he was in Frank's band at that time, so right. Uh, and the backup singers on that whole album are is Tina Turner and the Ikeettes because they just happened to be in town when Frank was recording it. So not only do you have the genius mm-hmm. of Frank Zappa and George Duke and his super great band, but you got the Ikeettes and Tina Turner singing backup. So I would recommend anybody listen to that album. It is an amazing album. All now, right. what's yours? I'm going to get some hate for this, but uh, I have to go Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Okay. I have no frame of reference for that. So uh, you'll not get any hate from me. It was from part it. of the new metal craze back in the early aughts. Yes. And it was the music of my youth. And I really liked it. Is you know, they were one of those bands before they went emo. Yeah. And you know, their lead singer, you know, ended himself. They were one of those bands that they couldn't decide if they wanted to be a heavy metal band or a rap group. Sure. So they mixed them. They did them both, both together, you know? right. But were you uh, uh really, really, really liked old school Lincoln Park back in the day. What was the name of the band? Fred Durst. What was his band? Oh, Limp Biscuit. Were you a huge Limp Biscuit fan? <laughs> Not a huge one, but I definitely Look, did like their music. I, I I don't care what anybody says. If you put on Limp Biscuit <laughs> around me, my head's going to be bobbing. I love it. You know, like, I mean, I can't help it. I know. So, hey, yeah. It's, it's just one of those days. Right. It's just one of those days. In fact, if, talking about Fred Durst, if you go to my Facebook profile right now, the uh, little... What what do they call that? The little uh, your little quote or your whatever. Your little quote or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, idiot loser microphone abuser. Okay, which is from that's from Fred. One of their songs. Okay. Oh, it's a Limp Biscuit yeah. lyric. Well, I I don't know anything about Lincoln Park to make fun of you. So <laughs> okay, I don't care. I just know like the music you're listening to when you're like thirteen to you know sixteen or mm-hmm. whatever is some of the, like. It, it'll trigger memories. Like you can right. put on Nirvana, Nevermind, right now, mm-hmm. and I can tell you exactly where I was the first time I heard that album, what we were doing, yep. all of that, you know, or like Beck, you know, like a Beck album or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it's great, and you'll never lose that. I don't care if people think it's cheesy or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. You know, it's good stuff. I'm just so thankful that Backstreet Boys was not a part of my <laughs> formative youth. Don't sleep on Backstreet Boys, though. They got some bangers out there, Tiny. You know, like I think it takes a, all right, it's kind of like Christianity. You know, like at some point you get into <laughs> musical maturity where you can appreciate something like the Backstreet Boys, you know, and other stuff that people think stupid. You know, like I don't hate Taylor Swift, man. She puts out some good songs. I'm not listening to it all the time. But there's something to be said. If you can write a hit and get it on the radio and get millions of people to like it. It means you have a lot of money. Well, yeah, you've made a lot of money, you know, but you've done some good stuff. But just don't hate on 
popular music. So I think people do it. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm not talking to John. I'm talking to Libby right now. No. Now, me and Libby, <laughs> she went with me to buy some new dress shoes yesterday. We had to listen to 94.1, which is the pop station, you know? <laughs> yes. And that's what made me think about like all the stuff I was listening to as a kid, mm-hmm. which I listen, my parents have great music taste. So I've always listened to good music. My mom loves the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and all that. Three Dog Night. I grew up listening to to great a whole range of music from classical to that. And so she knew like all the words to every song that came on. Some of them I was like, hey, you probably don't need to be singing that out loud. But she, I don't think she really realizes what it's saying. It's like when you would sing Afternoon Delight when it would come on when your parent in the right. car with your parents and you didn't know what it was about. Until older, you were like, oh, so that's what they're saying. Okay, all right. But, uh, and I was thinking, that's what made me think about that. So kind of weird. Got a question about albums, and I was just like. Well, I don't know about you, John, but I would like to thank our Patreon. Sure. Every single patron we have. Well, we want everybody else to join up, too. We do. Yeah. And by name, I would like to thank personally the ones who donate at the $10 or above tier. And those people are. Daniel Hendrick, James White, Chris Tipton, Derek Reeves, Sharon Craig, The Dapper Man, J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jackie B., Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, Thomas Williams, Sherry Heron, Jane Updegraff, and McWill. Thank you all so much for donating to the show. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, you guys make it possible for me to justify being away from my family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Because now we're not doing it for free, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not a part of the Patreon, sign up yeah. you know, and join up. We're about to record a whole another episode. Yeah, if you sign up at the $5 level, yeah. not only do you get a sticker in the mail and our eternal gratitude. Sure, I'll be but, your best friend. <laughs> yes, but you also get an extended show at the end of every single regular show. And sometimes right. those extensions, they're usually about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, right. And not only that, but once a month, you get an exclusive Patreon-only show. It's five bucks a month. You're going to spend more than that yeah. on McDonald's fries. Oh, you'll definitely spend more than that on uh, Five Guys fries. <laughs> they don't let you out of there for less than $20. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, We'll not argue with you. You got to put yeah. it there. But, I mean, whether you join or not, we still love you, and we appreciate Absolutely. your support. And we just ask that. Regardless of if you're a Patreon or not, just tell other people about the show. It's uh, a good way for us to uh, get with like-minded people who mm-hmm. just want to laugh and listen to me be stupid on uh, the iPod. Yeah, <laughs> you know, People don't listen to iPods anymore. IPods. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you have one of those old like iPod things where you could like set your iPod on it that has speakers, mm-hmm. I will... I will let you give that to me, all right? <laughs> if anybody has one out there. Ooh, that sounds like a deal. That's right. I'll take it off your hand. Because I have two iPods with a ton of music on it mm-hmm. uh, that I would like to just put on and listen to in my office. So that's what I was thinking. I need one of those things, and I could just plug them in and listen to them. Because I'm not smart enough to even remember the password to my iTunes accounts where all this stuff are right. to get all that music back. So... I just have to listen to it in that format for forever. <laughs> you don't have like an auxiliary cable. Um, I do have one, but, but I that don't. Ta- that takes that takes up your phone, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Then I would just like uh, I would just use them in my office, mm-hmm. you know, so I could listen to Frank Zappa while I'm working at work or whatever, and nice. freak people out when they come in my office, <laughs> or Doctor Dre, <laughs> Doctor Dre, or Bill Monroe. I listen to all kind of crazy stuff. So, <laughs> well, so. Uh, Again, patrons, thank you. Yes. If you can't donate to the Patreon, 
If you could just tell one person about it. That's right. And if you have a boombox with an iPad, an iPod <laughs> right. dock. Yes. That John wants it. Yeah, I for want free. it. For yes, free. Yes. Will you free. pay shipping or are you expecting them to ship it to you for free too? Just get up with me. We'll negotiate <laughs> that. All right. Depends on how much shipping is, right? <laughs> right. But there's a lot of people locally who listen. There might be somebody that's got one sitting around. Hey, it's, you know, it's worth a shot. Yeah, right. Just thought I'd put it out there in the universe. Yeah. Let me put this out there in the universe. If you have a Tesla Cybertruck, <laughs> but you don't need it anymore, I would be happy to take that off your hands. This is where we find out Elon Musk <laughs> is a huge oh, fan, man. but won't join the Patreon. That would be epic. <laughs> You get home hey, I tell you what, next week and you, you got one in your driveway. <laughs> if you want to give me a Cybertruck, I'll even give you access to the patrons. <laughs> free. <feed>. Free patrons. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a super deal. <laughs> yes. Look, hold on. Let's make that two Cybertrucks, okay? <laughs> we just can't give it away for nothing. Right. All right? Okay. Two yeah. cyber trucks, you Free get time. access to our patrons only feed yeah, that's without right. donating to our patrons. Well, I'll donate. You'll be the only person. Yeah. yeah. For the low, low price of eighty grand. That's right. <laughs> that's all. We, what a better deal can you get? <laughs> and we're like online reviewing it all the time, right? <laughs> right? You don't think I'll be snapping some pictures of me riding around on that bad boy? I'll get it stuck in the mud so quick. You know? <laughs> you might not get it stuck because they they say that it uh it really has more horsepower than most diesels. So. I'll get it stuck. I know some mud holes. <laughs> that thing won't go through. All right. I'll get Earth Oddity. Oh, yeah. We'll get it wrapped. Get an Earth Oddity wrap on <laughs> That'd it. That'd be amazing. That'd be so bad. <laughs> Tacky. You know? <laughs> yes. That's great. And get like this, the decal, like the cracked window decal, but get it like on the <laughs> window where they broke it <laughs> in the, right. in in the, the presentation demo? when they debuted like, it. Well, that was like a softball sticking out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should do. Just redneck it up real good. Like yeah. Bama flags on the door. <laughs> yeah. yes. Anyways, Elon, if you're out there, just get up with us, man. Right. We'll help you out. <laughs> yep. I guess with that said... You got anything else? Nope. Um, just appreciate everybody listening. What you got coming up in the Patreon um, extension? I got a good, I got a, a shoplifting story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Been Caught Stealing would be a great song by uh, Jane's Addiction to play while I'm talking about it. So. I have a guy who got arrested for printing out some pictures at Walmart for the homies who were locked up. Okay. All, All right. right. For the boys. Ask yourself what kind of pictures would get you arrested in Walmart. I got a good story, too, to tell you about that. Not a, not a really great, but I'll tell you. All right. It, yeah. No, but anyways, everybody, thanks for listening. We love all y'all. You know, I know times are weird. You know, like I said, 2020 has been really great for me, but I know for a lot of people it's been rough. So just keep your chin up. If you need somebody to talk to, Tiny is always available. I am. <laughs> he will be glad to help counsel you through your time. And uh, you can reach out to me if you want to, and I'll forward it on to Tiny for you. So, <laughs> so you'll still hear from me. That's right. <laughs> Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on them all. That's right. If you would like to email into the show, you can get us. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yep. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. The Earth Oddity Twitter really wants me to follow it. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Thought. I know. That's just Twitter. <laughs> it's their algorithm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Uh, do you like to look at pictures? Because John loves to post I pictures. I do. I, Nicole gave me a huge comment, you know, this week. You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. But the best way to get in touch with us is our handy-dandy phone number. What's that phone number, John? That is 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Call in and tell us what your favorite album is. Or, right. you know, perfect album. Or car to yeah, drive. right. Or best chicken nuggets. Yeah, best chicken place. Right. right. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.